Welcome to episode five, the season finale of season three for all my skate videos. Before we get started with today's episode, we would like to have a moment of silence for one of the better Instagram accounts of the past year. Man, you corny, rest in peace. We miss you very much. No, they're a moment, gone. A moment, gone? Of, moment of silence. All right, that was a couple of minutes. What happened? And let's get into the episode. I checked the account and it said these are not available. Oh, that's terrible news. Wow. They were fishing too much, but we missed them dearly. Some of my fondest memories checking the Instagram were on that account. So whoever ran Man You Corny, we miss you dearly and we thank you for your work. All right. Moving on, we're here to chat first with a special guest that you may know from videos such as PJ Ladd's Wonderful, Horrible Life and the Coliseum Boston Massacre. David Bay, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. I'm also lucky enough to be joined by Ian in Lancaster. How are things? Things are great. I'm happy and, to be here. Yeah, and your Zoom name is Greg Lutzka Road for Crooked, which is fitting. Um, Brian is also joining us in Chicago. How are things there? Doing good. Happy to see you guys. Yeah. Thanks on getting the microphone. You already sound a lot better. The episode quality has already gone up exponentially. The fans love it already. Yeah. <laughs> so a quick agenda. We'll chat with Dave. If Dave's feeling nice enough, he'll stick around and chat Crooked Chronicles. Um, so Dave, we were first introduced through Tom Tweak. And we connected through Instagram, not sponsored yep. by Instagram, not sponsored by Facebook. But how did you first meet Tom Tweak? At uh, the Coliseum Skate Shop in Melrose, Massachusetts. And Tom had his crew. And it was Tom, John, and Sean. And they all hung out together all the time. And Southie gave them the nickname, the Tweak Bros, which I think is from... Uh, the, the Tweet Bros, I think, was the Tom Penny board on Flip, but it's like based on the fabulous furry freak brothers, right? So it's like these three dudes that just hang out and they're always like, well, in the comics, they're like always stone and stuff, but they were like kids, but they were always like, you know, fun little skater kids, you know, but they were always hanging out together. So I've known him since probably like 2000 and maybe one or two or something like that, but I've known Tom for a long time. He's rad. Got it. And Tom mentioned during our previous episode that there were a bunch of pranks people would play on each other at Coliseum. Do yeah, you any come to mind that you want to share? There were some really bad ones. I mean, there were some brutal ones where this guy got, or this <laughs> kid rather, like he got held down. Remember Axe Body Spray? Yeah. <laughs> yep. He like got held down and got what they call axed, where they basically just unloaded the entire can on this kid <laughs> and he just fucking stunk and he just went home crying. Um, you know, I'm trying to think there were some good ones, but yeah, it was really fun because the guys that owned the skate shop, man, already, they were pranksters, you know, and they loved that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like they didn't encourage necessarily like really bad behavior, but not like the best kind of behavior. So they were always fun to hang out with, but we did a lot of stuff. Okay. And Tom mentioned a prank where they would have a a shoelace tied to a shoe and then it was be above a door and i think he mentioned you in particular that he ran out and said you know dave or Bay, someone's on the phone you got to go get it 
do you remember this prank ever happening to you? Not this particular time, but I'm sure it did occur. Okay, got it. Yeah, I have to listen to his episode if he brings that one up. Yeah, but that sounds about right. I mean, there was a, quite a few different pranks that went on in that place. Like people would lock each other in the bathrooms after taking like a gnarly dump. Um, that was always good. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. We used to have like what we would call kangaroo court, where you would basically put each other on trial over some trivial shit. And then everybody would come in and say their piece and you'd have like, you know, the prosecution and the defense and like try to like plead your case and dude, some of the stuff got really bad, like really vicious, but you gotta have tough skin, you know, but it was always fun. How did it get the name kangaroo court? That was from Artie because that's like a term. I think I've never looked into what the word actually means or anything, but I think it's just like a joke court. You know what I mean? It's not like an official court. It's like a joke court. So I think that's where a kangaroo court came from, but that was always fun. Got it. I love it. I'm into that. Um, Tom also mentioned that you were flowed by crooked, which is one of the reasons we reached out to you. So how did that come about getting hooked up? So for whatever reason, Mark Gonzalez saw my video part in the video and he thought I was just really weird or something like that. And he, they just started sending me boards. And it was really nice because Colin, <clears throat> excuse me, Colin was hooked up through an anti-hero. He would get boards from them. And they would put crooked stuff in there. And I would get that. And it was pretty cool because I got like a lot of these interesting t-shirts that I've like held on to that they really didn't make a lot of or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. But yeah, it was, it was a cool experience for sure because I really liked that stuff. And uh, it was pretty cool. But at first when they kicked the idea about Crooked, they said it was gonna be like a bunch of like oddball type characters. But then they went like, you know, it seemed a little bit more straight laced, but they were very nice to me. And like, they hooked me up, but I just, I was really bad about like communication and like calling and asking for things. So I just kind of like that one just like fizzled out. You know what I mean? But it was cool. Did you ever talk to Gons? Was he your main person to talk to? No, not at all. I talked to the rep. Okay. I did talk to Mark Gonzalez a couple times and he was really cool. Um, But other than that, it was mostly just talking to the rep. And that was one thing I was like never comfortable with necessarily was like calling some dude that like I met one time and being like, Hey, can you send me a bunch of stuff? You know what I mean? I was just like never really into that. I was kind of felt weird and that was, I just kind of like let that one kind of fizzle out, mm. but it was very nice of them. Yeah. Is there anything noteworthy that you held on to besides the t-shirts? A couple of stickers and stuff like that. In hindsight, I probably should have got some of that stuff together, but that is like up in my attic right now. <laughs> I have a bunch of like skate stuff in bins and stuff like that and squirreled away i like to have like in behind me you can see like there's a jeremy klein and a nattis board and a rodney mellon board and there's i just have a ton of boards and stuff like that i like to collect but yeah just mostly stickers and the t-shirts from that time i skated all the boards you know what i mean i was not thinking about holding on to i was just like great i don't have to buy a board yeah so they were super cool i really liked the graphics too do you remember the rep's name? Was it Brad by any chance? No, it was Matt, Matt Newton, Matt Newton, I think. Okay. But I think he was also the dude who hooked up Nick Dompierre. So we would see like, I would see Nick Dompierre at contests when he was like getting flowed from real. 
and man, he was super good back then. So you had boards packaged in. You just mentioned that you had a Rodney Mullen board behind you. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, it's like, it's like the freestyle one. I'm not sure if you can see it any better if I move right there. But like, um, yeah, I like having those boards here. I think they're pretty cool like to look at, especially that one, because if you think about it, if you've ever seen it, it's a tiny board. It's 7.4 by like 28 inches or something like that. So it's like extremely small. And that guy invented like, all the modern type of flip tricks and things like that on like that tiny ass board. But I just, I think it's cool. I like the graphic too, because I like chess. Oh yeah, chess is a good time. Sicilian defense and then some. I don't want to assume, but is Rodney one of the reasons why you started to go down this road with flat ground maneuvers? Yeah, that definitely had a lot to do with it. When I was a kid, we would watch this. Uh, you can go to the video store and they had um, like, skate video but it was called skateboard superstars and it had like all these different skaters in it and they had there's like a rodney mullen section and i was like holy shit that looks so cool because i grew up in i'm from new hampshire and i grew up in a very rural town and like dirt roads and farms and all that stuff so there wasn't anything around to skate and there weren't any like ramps or anything like that so that kind of made sense. And I just really enjoyed the way it looked. And I thought, oh, that's cool. But I always liked Rodney. I always thought he was super cool. But like, as far as like all the freestyle stuff that had a lot to do with, as I was skating, I didn't really have a lot of options. So just skating flat ground was kind of a thing. You know what I mean? But yeah, I still think flat ground's the best. Yeah, I think it's paid off. I mean, you got a lot of manips that yeah, I don't know how I would start it or finish it or be in the middle of it. So that's interesting. Brian, Ian, do you have any questions? We can get your voices in here sooner than later. Curious if your reaction when you found out like, oh my God, Mark Gonzalez wants to sponsor me. Wait, what's that? Because I'm weird? Yeah, I like, I like that though. You know what I mean? I thought I was so stoked. I couldn't believe it. You know, because, you know, it was weird. It was that I had, I had gotten boards from a couple different things, but the first company that ever sent me boards was blind, which is even funnier. Cause it's like Mark Gonzalez started blind, you know, but like they had seen me at a demo and it was really funny. Cause it was fucking Josh Casper of all people. And he was like interested in what I was doing. And I was like, all right, man, cool. So he's like, Hey, let me get some of your info and you know we'll do this and then i was like yeah right dude so i gave him i gave him the shakes like what do i have to fucking lose right and then i gave him the thing and fucking sure enough this dwindle box showed up in my house and i was like what so i opened it up and like my parents were like where the fuck did this come from so like i showed him all the boards and all this other stuff I was like wow this is crazy but i got in a few packages uh from dwindle distribution which was really cool and then i just kind of once again like just like I let that one fizzle out. I was just like, I didn't like talk to anybody about trying to get free shit. It felt weird. And then uh, I ended up, when I was living in California, I skated for this company called fucking Lethal. And it was so bad, but it was really funny because like, you remember like City Stars and stuff like that? It was like under the same distribution. So like Kareem Campbell was involved and I saw Kareem Campbell. I was like, that's sick. I mean, I couldn't fucking give those boards away. They were, they were like, they had like flames on them and shit. I don't know. Bad. And uh, like really corny, like look like graphics you would have seen at like, like fucking Walmart boards. 
but then I got some boards from uh, Crooked. But that was a really neat experience when um, Mark and when I found out that they wanted to do that because I love Mark Gonzalez. You know, he's such a rad skater, and he was one of those other guys that I always thought looked cool because he did what he wanted, and like he skated nobody else skated like that or did his thing and he could do anything you know what i mean like whether it be bird skating or street skating of course mini ramp and like anything that dude could do it but he had like such a cool unique style you know what i mean like he set apart from like more standard skateboarding let's say like he did like really interesting tricks you know i like people that think outside of the box you guys know like matt tomasello oh yeah yep yeah, yeah. matt Matt is so good at skateboarding. He can do like anything. And uh, he can do like those crazy tricks. Like who the fuck could do that? Like if I sat around for a hundred years, I can never dream that shit up. It's so cool. I think it's cool that at one point in the one part I'm thinking of, I think Suede Peach, he skates very different than what he's working with now. It's cool to see yeah. that transition for him. That is true. Yeah, he was like, he definitely was like, he did handrail. Like he still does that stuff, dude. I think he and he did a fucking pressure flip board slide which is insane on a handrail but like um yeah you know skaters that's what's neat about skateboarding too is that it can evolve in different things you don't have to be pigeonholed into like this one particular discipline in skating or you can advance yourself like think about how many guys that are, i mean i'm going to be 40 in a couple of days and i think about my skating and there's guys like you know they're still out there they were like street skaters in the nineties and doing all this bitch and stuff. And now they're like curb skaters, right? Like, so people, they fucking evolve, you know, or you get more into transition or different things, you know, but that's, what's cool about skating is you can always, it's always a constant thing. Ian, you got a question? Yeah, I guess going off of Matt Tomasello and the fancy lad crew, are you still <laughs> skating with them regularly? How regular yeah. are you skating? I guess. All the time. Got the fancy that board right here. Nice. Some a nice little plug there. But yeah, I hang out like dude, I hang out with Colin Fisk all the time. Like Colin Fisk and I have been hanging out like all the time for like 20 something years. <laughs> so like yeah, I hang out with Colin all the time. He's the funniest guy ever. He's like a real life Kramer. Like it's hard to explain. No, yeah, I can definitely see that. He's like the most radical character and he would talk about a person that does their own thing colin's like one of the most original people i've ever met he's so rad um but yeah like the fancy lie guys are so cool like i've known nick since he was a kid at the same time i met like tom and those guys like they're all around the same age but they're such a rad crew of skateboarders and i like that stuff because they really do like original things and they do what they want and nobody like nobody does like but they do, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I like that sort of thing when people are like thinking abstractly and they're really, what they do is so rad. Yeah. You, like, you really have your own like whole crew of Mark Gonzalez is over there. Like yeah. doing his bike stuff, you doing freestyle. I mean, yeah, but you know, I like to skate straight. I like pretty much skate whatever, you know, I'll, I like to skate all kinds of different things. So we're all into our own thing, but Colin is really good at bikes. And he was always a closet BMXer, you know, so it's all right. I was like, when he first really got into bikes all the time, I was like, man, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, why do you want to like, just go skateboarding? What are you thinking? But then, you know, you just got to let people do what they want. And he balances it off pretty well. Like that dude, when he wants to skate or do a trick, he'll do something 
like he's so he can do whatever he wants you know what i mean he's so rap and uh but yeah his, i was just out with him the other like last weekend i was filming him doing bmx tricks around where i live and it, he was just he was just ripping it's so much fun yeah that's cool it's funny you mentioned being bummed when he like got more into bmxing because i've kind of been a fan of the whole coliseum fancy lad crew since the pj video oh, and man. like colin especially i felt was pretty awesome i don't know what part it was it might have just been like a youtube part or something but i remember seeing a lot more of him riding a bike and thinking like like kid me was like oh what the hell this sucks like this is one of my yeah, favorite skaters and he's like giving up he's selling out and now i get so like even when i'm riding my bike around town i feel like i'm like envisioning myself flying through traffic like him and yeah, yeah. He's, he's the reason why I started biking. That's actually really cool because he's he's done he's gotten a lot of other skaters that were kind of like they had the same mentality. I have a bike, I'll ride it and stuff like that, but I, I barely admit it. Um but yeah, he got a whole bunch of skaters into that, and it's really cool because you know <clears throat> it's it's fun to go out and cruise around on bikes and stuff like that, but it's not nearly as fun as skateboarding as far as I'm concerned. But it's healthy and shit and like it helps you find spots sometimes i found a lot of yep. skate spots by riding my bike around and shit so it's pretty yeah. cool and you save your energy for the actual skating if you're biking the spots instead of skating yeah. and pushing to them depending yeah, on I where you live a, i live in a fairly small city i live in new hampshire but i live in the biggest city it's manchester and there's skate spots here but like most of them are pretty close together so once you get into like the area you know i just like to skate around and stuff like that when I ride my bike, I'll go to like different parts and like try to find stuff. You know what I mean? That's like always my intent when I go around my bike. It's not like I'm just going to go out and try to get some exercise. So I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. Well, you know, there's something you need to know about, Kenny. Uh, you're not the only athlete here at Jeff Davis. I happen to be training for a triathlon right now. So doing a lot of running and uh, cycling, swimming. Well, you know all about that. No, actually, I don't. I play real sports. Not trying to be the best at exercising. Fuck this guy. So, like, I just go go out with the intent to try to find spots. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Um, so, back to your skating. I feel as if you're rather vocal and expressive with your skating, in particular landing tricks, but also bailing. Uh, where do you think this comes from? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. A lot of the times when I would land the tricks, like I would be fucking shocked because I'm very clumsy. I'm not like an athlete, right? I'm like very like clumsy and shit. Like, but I love skating. Um, so yeah, but I mean, dude, when it comes to like some of the slams, like, fuck, some of those things really hurt. You know what I mean? Like, what do you think? Like, I was, I mean, shit, you have some good ones occasionally you get some slams and you just what do you gotta do you gotta hold in a scream it's not yeah. fuck, let it go man but i just like, love I how just it's all been funny. captured and still gets used i think it's great i think it's relatable Dude. too yeah thank you for saying that you know because like i'm not really an athlete or anything like that and like some people are like more coordinated or whatever but i just love skating and like um i just think it's kind of funny like i don't really think too much about what I had done but I'm glad other people enjoy it and that yeah it's relatable and it helps and it makes you want to go skateboarding and shows like you don't have to give a fuck 
that's kind of cool and just make your friends laugh you know what i mean yeah. like have a good time and that's good time you know but fuck man i've gotten yeah. out there and done some handrails and shit and that was so much fun like because that was like way out of my element but i would be with people that would do that stuff and i'd be like you know fuck, i don't want to try to grind like when we were skating the in the wonderful Horror life the dvd there's this wooden rail that like goes down this thing and i was with like brian gallant and a couple other dudes and man ryan was punishing this thing and that dude talking supernatural skateboarder like superhuman pop just and just like so funny but he was slaughtering this thing and like skating it in a different kind of way where he'd ollie over the hubbard you know like instead of just grinding straight down it he would like ollie over to the other side and like grind down it so holy shit so I was like, man, I want to try this thing. So like, I gave it a shot and like, I ended up 5 0 it. And I was like, okay, I'm cool. Like, I feel really good about that, but I normally would never have done something like that unless I had been around somebody that was just doing it so casually. But yeah, that was fun. I'm with you there. I'm the same way of like, I think when I fall, I need to like chill. I've definitely been cussing more lately when I fall. Yeah, because I haven't done it in a bit, and I feel as if it should just oh, be happening. But I got yeah, more I think patient. I know what you're talking about in regards to cussing and stuff like that. Like when I tried to do this front board down a handrail, a handrail, and I I I broke the board, and like I really I got really pissed off. Oh, is that in the PJ video? Yes. Okay. Because okay. I had just put this thing together, like literally ten minutes ago, and then I'm out there with this thing, and then I go out there and I try to foresight the rail, and it wasn't even like a big rail you know it's like a six stair rail and i i loved the board i was skating it was a uh blueprint board and they were good back then not like current i think they have like whack blueprint boards now but like i was so hyped on this thing and then it snapped like right away i was fucking bullshit but fortunately those dudes like put me right back up so it was cool awesome I really like that clip because I don't know how old or young you were, but there's like a mob of children standing around you while you're having yeah. this freak out. And they all look so like mortified. Like they've never yeah. seen anyone act like this in their lives. And it, I just thought that was so fucking funny the first time I saw that. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a great clip. Yeah, I, I was, uh, those, they were old enough to like see that sort of thing. And I mean, I was only like in, you know, it's funny though. It's because like maybe they were 17 and maybe I was like 20. But you think like when you're 20 years old and like a 17 year old kid is like a world of difference, but really it's not that big of an age gap. Yeah. But that's probably the age gap right there. And they were like, they probably had never seen somebody focus a board like that maybe. And I don't think I had focused a board like that, but I was just making, when it happened, if you watch the footage, I think you can hear the guy who's filming it is Artie and you can hear him laughing. So I was just like really <laughs> going, like just trying to make him laugh. You know what I mean? Like I really focused that board. I was, legitimately pissed but i was also trying to like stoke my friend out because it's already focused like fuck it you know just try to break the whole thing yeah and you you definitely got a good clip out of it that thanks. one's definitely ingrained in my brain thanks man well if that's one thing you know i really like the clips where you land things too but oh thank you yeah yeah you know, we, we like those too so. yeah they're fun i like landing tricks <laughs> right brian we like landing tricks am i right brian yeah. That's a quote right there. <laughs> um, speaking of landing tricks, your part in the Boston Massacre came after the PJ Wonderful Horrible mm -hmm. Life video. Who decided on the Twisted Sister song and who oh, makes man. that stuck in my head all the time? That's so funny. Um, yeah, so 
I did not, we never got to pick the music or do any of the editing and stuff like that because I can rest assured if I had more control over my own things, it would not have resembled that. But if um, it was it was Dave Corden who filmed the videos, like he filmed PJ, you know, all of his stuff. Dave Corden was such an awesome filmer. He's in the, the video where he shows his foot, you know, his toes. That's yep. Dave Corden and, uh, and Artie pretty much did that. And Matt, I think just like helped out financially with like, you know, make getting like, you know, helping out with like trips or uh, like tapes and shit like that and cameras and stuff. But like, yeah, it was those guys. And they actually made the video. I think they got, I think they got pretty drunk and like threw that one together. If uh, I'm not trying to tell us any, tell any tales out of school here, but I suspect they got a little wasted and uh, made Boston Massacre. But it was pretty interesting when they showed me the video at first and the format. And the first song they had me skating to was fucking Rock Me Amadeus. Are you familiar with that song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I saw it. And yeah. I was, I was like, I think I was a sophomore in college. And I saw this thing and they were showing it to me. And I was like, they could tell how I was upset. I was bumming. And they were just like, you don't think it's funny? And I was like, dude, no. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. Dude, Crooked's going to love it, man. It makes you yeah, look different. I, I had been in a digital video where they had me skate to uh, the Dr. Zayas song from The Simpsons. Uh, and I was like, dude, that's like, why would you do the fucking Rock Me on the Days? <laughs> and it, so I was making all these points and they were kind of like trying to like fight back a little bit. I was like, listen, dude, I'm, I did the skateboarding. Like, can you please not like totally jack me here? And they were like, well, what do you think about this? And I really, I mean, at this point, it's not even cool to admit anymore, but I, I was like, dude, what about skating? Can I just skate to Morrissey or the Smiths again? Like music I like? And they were just like, well, you might get sued for not getting the music rights because we never got the music rights back then, right? Like right. none of the videos they never got, they never dealt with that shit. Can you imagine how much that would cost? Yeah. So like these things are under the radar anyway. Skateboarding is not very popular as a, as it is now. Um, but yeah, when I saw it, I was like, ah, Twisted Sister, whatever. But I think there was like a really good, I think it was O Fortuna, the classical music they played a little bit before the part, and I really liked that. And, um, but yeah, the Twisted Sister song is like, all right. I like D. Snyder, it's cool. Yeah, I like that opening shot, the long lens. Um, it almost seems as if you're going to war. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, some of that stuff I was like, I've never, I'm not like, uh, like I said before, I'm not like really athletic or anything like that, but like I really wanted to try to do like a video part, you know, like my buddies and stuff like that. Be like, man, I'm going to give this a shot instead of just like goof off the whole time. So like I tried, I made a concerted effort, you know what I mean? And I was always very nervous around cameras because unlike some other skaters, literally that, when we started filming the Coliseum videos, like was like the first time I'd ever been around like a video camera with skateboarding. I never really even seen myself skateboard so i didn't really know i was always very nervous with the camera i thought i was gonna break it the whole time <laughs> you know what i mean like i was really like i don't want i don't want to do this but uh it was fun i had a good time and i tried to think of some tricks you know what i mean like i would write down some stuff you know like i wanted to do a trick like a dark slide that no one had done so i was like oh what haven't they done and you know you think about ronnie mullen in virtual reality there's like the one and a half flip casper slide i was like i never seen anybody do the one and a half flip dark side so I did that one 
And then like 503 flip, I think somebody like Josh Beagle, it was in a video before, but you never really see him land it. So I, I did that one and I was pretty happy about that. But I don't know. I also have a question about that part. I noticed that you have three shove it's up curbs. Was that a conscious effort to not ollie up them? <laughs> I never even knew that. Yeah, you have the two that are just regular pop shovets, and then one of them's front side. I noticed. I had no idea that was. I didn't know. No, clearly that was not premeditated. But it's funny that you noticed that. I've I've probably watched my own video parts like four times. So like, I really I don't know. Um, but that. That's cool. I mean, I fucking love doing pop shove it's up curves. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm inspired by it. Um, I think it's cooler than just like, I don't know. I think how Ricky is usually just alleying up a curb to go do something else, Ricky Iola, but I like that approach and just doing the same trick up a curb in a line succession. Yeah, dude, there, there, I've seen, there's a couple skaters that were from Boston in the 90s. Um, this dude, Kyle Vanabonker, he was really, really good. Rest in peace. And he skated for acne, but he would do like these cool, like lip slides and like slappy type tricks, like up curves. And I always thought that looked way cool. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think it's neat when people do stuff like that in lines. I don't know. I also have to ask, are you actually a scientist or a doctor? No, um, but I do work in engineering. So to some extent, there is some science involved in that. But um, for the most part, um, no, I'm not like, I, it would be sweet if I went back to school and tried to get that just so people, when they ask me that question, I can say, yeah. Sure. Brian's also an engineer. Do you want to chat engineering for a second? Are you have a breakout pod? <laughs> Design. Yeah. yeah, we can, we can switch it up. You want to talk about uh, all the, all the screw thread tolerances I've forgotten since I graduated? Oh, right on. Yeah, we could absolutely <laughs> pitch thread. We could get yeah. into it, man. We can get real nerdy. That's, I think that's I the content we've been missing. I don't know if it's the platform for that sort right. of thing. But yeah, I like my, I, I, you know, I just work on a computer and I like what I do. You know, it's kind of cool. And it was, you know, um, especially during the pandemic and stuff like that, like I, I work remotely. And, you know, I spent like a lot of time with my daughter and my wife and uh, it was actually, you know, it sucked what, you know, about the pandemic and stuff like that, but it was like kind of a blessing that I was in a situation in which I could kind of do that, you know? So, yeah, but my awesome. job's pretty cool. I like what I work, I like what I do. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Also in Boston Massacre, I don't know if it's cringe to bring up these old memories of yours, but I'm fascinated no, okay. in, in the Boston videos and Boston scene as a whole. But um, sure. can you talk to us a little bit about coughing up that insect and also throwing up? Is oh, that, yeah. Is that safe to talk about? Dude, that's totally, dude, I have no feel like I'm not like afraid to talk about stuff like that. Right, it doesn't, right, cool. Nothing bums me out, really. Um, but yeah, you know, like one summer we were really into just grossing each other out and we were just like, who's going to one up each, like, what, what are you going to do to do something? You know what I mean? Dude, there's so much crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like you do that thing where you feel like you were standing on like the edge of a building or something and like take a shit off the side of the building. You'd like call your friend's name and be like, ah, and they look up and they see like, the shit fall down. But like, we would do stuff like, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> 
But dude, Colin and I would really, we just would, we just make, we just puke in front of each other. You know what I mean? Like, it was a thing, like, cause you know, when you hang out with your friend, like, for a long time, you start doing weird shit. Yeah. So, like, you know, we would hang out all night and skate and then, like, play video games and, like, make these weird snacks. Like, we used to make, like, these pretzels with cheese and bacon and, like, melt them in the microwave and, like, just sit up and just drink sodas all night and shit. And this is before Colin got into like health stuff. Dude, I'm not into health stuff. I like sodas and fucking candy. But like, um, yeah, so we were just like, I just would one time around this parking lot. I don't even know what caused it, but we just started like psyching each other out. And I, I had this ice cream and I fucking ate the ice cream or whatever. And then made myself puke. And they were like, oh, but then in my head, I was like, dude, what's gonna top this? So fucking just what's worse? You know what I mean? Like, what's more disgusting? And just fucking eat the puke. So, yeah, I just tried to, st- try to stoke my friends out. But, yeah, it's kind of like, I guess you kind of had to be there to really understand what was going on. But we did, dude, kind of a sidetrack thing. We used to do this thing called the Obese Feast, where it was really funny. We would go on Route 1 in Saugus, Massachusetts, and there's all these fast food places and, like, restaurants and stuff. And you'd, pick, you'd get, like, a group of, like, four dudes together. You'd pick straws. And then you'd go in that sequence and you'd go to like the person who would like step up. I got to go first. So I was like, at this point in my life, I was eating tons of McDonald's. So I was like, I'm fucking going to McDonald's and I'm going to order like five big and tasties and like, you know, a giant thing of cola and like giant fries. And like, we're going to eat that. And then the next person goes to the restaurant and they pick like Boston chicken and they order tons of food and you have to eat exactly what the person orders. So you keep going, but eventually you get to the point where you can't keep eating and you're going to fucking puke. So I, I tapped out at Kelly's restaurant, dude, because Dave Corden, he ended up getting the fucking the Reuben. The Reuben is what took me out. I got the Reuben sandwich <laughs> with the fucking pickle, and I ate the Reuben sandwich, dude, and then there was a hot dog there. He had gotten a hot dog, son of a bitch, and I looked at him, and I was just like, nah, I'm done. And then just went, and just like, curled all over the restaurant right <laughs> these people were like get the fuck out of here so we ended up following like the final showdown became down between this dude named corliss and dave corden and they had a showdown in a parking lot and they're having a fucking eat off right like they're going like french fry to french fry because they're so full and you don't know who's gonna puke first but you knew someone was gonna puke and this fucking dude rolls up in a big ass white truck like this meathead dude and he rolls out he's like are you guys partying and we're like yeah and he's like i'm fucking drunk and he goes and he pukes out the window some (laughs) stranger he fucking pukes and then he fucking takes off and we're like this this is nuts so they had to square off and eventually corliss and corliss just hurled dude he fucking all over the parking lot and dave corden was the dark horse and came out on top and won and then he went around as soon as it was over dude he fucking puked so a lot of puking that summer it was pretty funny but you had to be there for it I love that. That's incredible. <laughs> the obese face. Yeah, it's the obese I challenge any group of friends <laughs> to do that because it's fucking hysterical. And it's the most American thing you can do. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Uh, <laughs> of course, you were skating with PJ Ladd at a wonderful time or horrible mm-hmm. time in his life. Uh, do you have any PJ stories for us? Dude, so many. That dude, he probably had, if still does, like the best skate ethic out of anybody I've ever met. Like that guy skated all the time, 
we would skate with him at night at windowsills and he would always be doing the raddest stuff without the camera and he was just so good and then we'd come back in the morning and his fucking the green van would still be in the same spot and he'd been there all night and he was still skating so as naturally gifted as he is he put in a lot of effort to get where he's at you know what i mean i don't know many skaters that had that that kind of philosophy so it was really cool to see somebody and be friends with somebody that was doing that and i mean for god's sakes he was like he was like watching somebody 20 years in the future you know what i mean it was not normal to see that kind of shit i remember one time we went to peace park in montreal you guys ever been there i'm well, familiar with you know it's like right. a fairly well-known spot and these cats like this is before the videos had come out or anything like that and these are like perfect ledges right and so it was like ryan and jeremy and pj and confisk and southie uh, a couple other other dudes were on the trip as well but when we got up there pj started just doing his thing just skating the ledges and i i'll tell you what man when these guys that had skated there like every single day and they saw this dude just come out and just start rifling off these tricks they sat back and they were just shocked. It was fucking, it was kind of crazy because it was such a crazy, like shocking, like, you know, it was amazing to see that kind of like skill level back then. Like it was not normal to see a guy go do a kiff up front side, tail side 270. That was not normal. And then him to just go ahead and switch and do it switch right afterwards. That wasn't, that was like unheard of. And then Ryan, he did some of the craziest shit there too. Like he did like a, Frontside crook grind, 180 out, but like the hard way. And it was so tweaked. It, I think it's either an expedition video. I can't really remember, but man, he those dudes are so good. And fucking Jeremy, man, that dude was a riot. He was so funny. But yeah, PJ, man, I can't say enough good things about that guy. He was just, he is still such a great skateboarder and a good person too, you know? He's really rad. If you ever get the chance to talk to him, he's really smart, really articulate. So, but he's a funny motherfucker. And he definitely was down for some pranks. Like one time I saw him fill up a plastic bag with water. We were in this hotel and he filled up a shopping, you know, like those plastic bags you get at the grocery. He just filled it up with water and tied it off, but like full. And then he goes out and he just drops out of the window. And it was like, probably like eight stories up and it fucking psh, hits the car or something, the alarm going off. And we got kicked out of that place, I think in record time. But yeah, super funny. <laughs> Damn. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a funny cat, man. He's cool. Ian, your mic went off mute. Did you have something to ask? Yeah, I wanted to ask um, the Peace Park story you were just telling. Was that before or after the PJ video came out? It was well before. This is while they were filming it. Yeah, so, so some I mean, of the stuff you see in his video part where he's skating like this big two block where he does like switch 360 flip down in and does a bunch of tricks down it. That's in Montreal. That was on that trip. Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff that went down on that trip. Like Ryan had tricks on that spot too. He does like hard flip and a bunch of other things, but yeah, Jeremy, I think it's his last trick. He does like a backside flip and it's like the, the big, uh, the big side of it. That was fucking crazy, man. That dude could backside flip. Fucking backside flip. That was a backside flip. 
hell of a backside flip. Well, you telling that story just got me thinking. Like, I I didn't really get into skating myself until, like, mm-hmm. 2000, I don't know, 2009 or 2010. No, I guess earlier than that. But around that time, I don't know. I've mostly grown up in, like, the YouTube era and now Instagram. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like. Like, if someone's as good as PJ is now, you see clips of them once a week mm-hmm. on Instagram, and, like, everybody's aware of them before they have any kind of, like, professional status. And it had to be so crazy for these random skaters in Montreal to just have this guy show up completely out of the blue. And, like, your whole crew, too. Like, you guys were all, like, I don't know, ahead of the curve in your own ways back then. And, like, yeah. it had to be so I jarring for people it. watching PJ blow up like that and just being this kid from the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah, you know, but I mean, he definitely put in the concerted effort, you know what I mean? And really worked hard as well as Ryan and Alexis and Jeremy, you know, like they really did their thing. And uh, it was pretty cool to be a part of something like that and be friends with these guys and skate with them and stuff like that. But I mean, when it came to like seeing the tricks that they were doing, dude, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, it was not a normal thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, it was interesting, you know, where we go to different places and people's reaction to things. Like we went on this couple different trips, you know, and uh, in Georgia and places like that. In Florida, we met like other skaters and skate with them and they had like same kind of reaction. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's just it's not, it was like unheard of like that this guy was so like, so good hey ian ryan and jeremy and alexis they were just so rad especially seeing alexis back then because you did not see many girl skaters whatsoever especially girl skaters that had a mean flick you know what i mean like fucking ill as kid flips brian ian do you have any other questions before we move to the next bit i had one it sounds more like a joke than it is but is there a grip tape that's best for dark slides that would probably be no grip tape. But in Ooh, all seriousness, that, if, make, if, that makes sense. If yeah. uh, a grip tape, well, you'd obviously want one that is not very gritty. I, I skate Jessup grip tape, but my, my thing with dark slides is that I would usually wait until the board was like just about fried. But yeah. when I was a kid, I spent like, I had a fun box. I had a box, you know? Like, and I remember like just sit, I think I was like must have been like maybe 15 or something like that but I would watch you know secondhand smoke all the fucking time and I'd be like fuck it, I'm gonna learn how to do this and I put my mind to it and it took me like basically like two months of like trying and you have to believe me when I tell you my board was fucked up looking like it was not it was so like the grip tape was so like all fucked up but then, man, when I finally landed it, it was, like, crazy. And I did it when I was by myself. And then I, I, I was just, like, holy shit. I would skate with, like, these two other dudes. And I remember, like, I went, in, I went into my house. And, like, I called my friend. And I was, like, I fucking did it, man. I fucking did it. And he's, like, bullshit. And he came over later on. And I think I, I did, it like, another one in front of him. It took me, like, a couple more tries. But, like, I was, like, dude, that had – it was, like, I love the feeling of that trick. You know what I mean? Have you guys ever tried one? I've tried them. I've slid them, but I haven't landed one yet. It's, I know it's like a circus trick. And I know it's like maybe interpreted as being corny or something like that, but I just like it. It feels nice. And it's like, makes me, makes me happy. You know, it makes me smile and shit. 
but like it's a fucking rewarding trick and i've seen some people do some wild ones over the course of time you know what i mean and it's it's really cool when you see one you know especially if it's it's a quality one yeah i think it's unique to skating in a sense because like you would never see someone in baseball just switch their bat around and try to hit it with the grip part you know yeah yeah (laughs) right you know what i mean or try to hit love or some shit but i know what you're saying yeah but i mean i uh it was really fun you know what i mean like it was like something that also made my friends laugh you know what i mean like it was such a ridiculous thing to do and like it's just kind of funny you know what i mean but i think it's neat too that 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 kind of stuff is more acceptable nowadays where that's not even considered a thing you know but back then that was very taboo but that's in a sense why i kind of liked doing that stuff because i know it irritated stiff people you know what i mean like it was kind of funny i'm not sure if that's relatable or whatever but like that was just kind of what i was into at the time but yeah it was fun okay ian anything else we're moved to the next thing i guess yeah i'm ready to move on you guys are okay they i've got three things to show i don't have a name for this segment but i'm gonna share my screen with three things and i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what was mm-hmm. happening start here oh this is funny i can't believe i can't believe you have this oh man this is a this is in malden massachusetts is that the where's that some kind of cat here from there there's a, this is in Malden, Massachusetts, this is the Malden Park. And I think Mike Fork uploaded this thing. And Mike Fork is the fucking man, dude. Yeah. There it is. Fork is so cool. I fucking love Mike Fork. He's, he's a legend, dude. But like, that's my friend Adam, Daddy Longlegs. He's really good. There's Chris Coulon in the gray pants. And you know, he um, he's an artist. He does graphics for Santa Cruz. His name's Callboy. So if you guys have seen that Eric Minkowski board and like he's done a couple other ones and like he's done some slime ball wheels, I think. And I think he's done some Converse shoes and stuff like that, but he is really cool. Like he is a rad skateboarder and a rad artist. Um, is this park Colin, still there? Dude, there's Colin right there. That's when Colin was still like skating all the time, but he started skating these ridiculous boards. He would skate like, we try to find like 33 or 34 inch long boards. <laughs> It's so irritating. <laughs> but like, anyways, that skate park is in, I think it's in Chatham, Massachusetts, which is in like Cape Cod. Um, that thing had been around forever with the exception of those metal ramps, you know? Like that thing had been around forever. I think it might be gone. I, I haven't been, this might've been the last time I'd ever been there. And I think this might've been like, oh, it looks 2007, wow. That was probably, that was probably the last time I was there. Okay. So we got that one down. I got another one. Let's share. Yeah, Fork was really in the Devo, and I think he still is. So he's he's it's not a bad thing to be into. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, this is another version of making fun of each other. And Colin Fisk put this together. He thought this was hysterical, and uh, that was really good. I mean, it's a little blurry. I can't really see like all the flips. Oh yeah, but, I mean wait, in particular. Is that my hard flip in there? Yeah, you got it. No, I thought flip. that hard flip was gone forever. I had never. I thought that was thing was gone. Uh, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, yeah. I had no idea this even existed. I feel weird for knowing this, but I'm pretty sure that hard flip is in a Coliseum promo that's still on YouTube as yeah. well. 
Really? Yeah. Unless yeah, that promo is also in it. Dude, I got to do some Googling. Yeah. I just love this clip because I bought the first yeah. uh, video, New Hell, and I think this came up and I just love this. So I don't much. think New Hell is the first one. There's actually another fancy there's library one, that before Yeah, that. there's one before it. But, but. Uh, New Hell. But yes, you know what? My friend in California messaged me a few weeks ago and I had given this to him. Um, I was living in California for a while. I gave, I'd given this video to him when it came out and never watched. He was not a skateboarder. I just thought mm-hmm. it would be funny to give it to him to see what he thought. And seven years later or whatever, he like messaged me. He's like, dude, I watched the video. And this is what he talked about. And I was like, yeah, my friend set that up in the video. He thought he was being funny, but he clearly was. But yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, that's a freestyle board. Oh, yeah. You look at it. It has the tail skid and the grip tape on the tail. Does it have rails? Yeah, absolutely necessary for freestyle. Oh. You know, they do a lot of board slides. So that was put on there mostly for for like the concept was that it would be better for like under flips because you know you're going to be flipping in the middle of the board which makes total sense and then uh, just I thought it looked cool but yeah that was like a legit freestyle setup. Got it. Okay. And then the final thing, Brian, can you read off this YouTube comment from Grim City nine years ago? Oh, this dude. <laughs> yeah. Krim says, Vey's the best cat ever. Took a trip to Vermont with him and some friends, skated and just had a blast for a few days. Nice as hell. Super fun to roll with. Thanks. Oh, yes. That was this dude, Neil, from Louisiana. And man, that guy was so cool. Um, He ripped. He was like, he could do all these radical tricks, like, he was just such a nice guy. He really knew about skateboarding and stuff like that. But like, yeah, we went to Vermont. It was a good time. But yeah, he was, I, yeah, he was rad. We went down to Louisiana and skated down there with him before and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. What's Vermont skate scene like? I've only gone for snowboarding. Oh, dude, are you aware of the Burble? Mm-mm. Like. Dave Mull and the Mull Brothers and stuff like that. Those dudes are from Vermont. Marshall Heath is from Vermont. You know who he is? The guy from Skate Mafia. He's like a manual master. Sounds familiar, Dude, yeah. those dudes rip in Vermont. Like, that's something about New England that a lot of people, they just think about Boston. But there's scenes all over. Where I'm from in New Hampshire, it's mostly like skate parks and like ramp type skaters. But man, they fucking shred. There's some really, dude, there's this guy named Will Mazzari. He's from New Hampshire. He's like skates for DGK. He's super tech. Um, then there's like main skaters. And you're going to see one in the video, Dandra Hobel. And man, he's a fucking maniac. And the, he skates like a fucking animal. But yeah, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. There's tons of dudes from Connecticut, the Groton Dirty Scoundrels. There's like, you know, New England has a pretty good skate scene, but Vermont, those dudes are super good. Unfortunately, super underrated, but they have a great skate scene up there. Got it. Good to know. Shout out Vermont. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any questions for us? Yeah, you guys are all from uh, Pennsylvania, right? Not Brian. Where are you from? Oh, you're from Chicago. Right on. I've been I've been to Chicago a couple times. It's pretty cool. But what do you when you guys when you guys like um, 
when you guys saw the PJ Ladd video, the Coliseum video, what did you guys think? I was put on to it from this older skater that would always talk about PJ's part. And then I think, sorry, Matt and Roman and anyone else that reaped the benefits of the um, royalties, but I think I downloaded it and then watched it and the soundtrack just kept it in repeat on my computer. So I was always having some skate video up when I was doing mm -hmm. other work in like 2004 or five. And that was one that got a lot of play. That's so cool. Yeah. Felt relatable. I've talked about this at length in the episode we did, but right. the fact that there was like no drugs or alcohol, it was just like pranks and skating. I was like into it. That's something too, you know what I mean? Because a lot of skate videos nowadays are, there were certain time periods you watch it and they really glorified that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but that wasn't really happening with like with our crew. You know what I mean? Nobody was really in. I mean, nothing like that really was a thing. And if anything, people would kind of look down on that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, that's cool. I like hearing stories about that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to hear that you got a chance to be a part of something that a lot of people really enjoy, you know? So that's cool. Yeah, at, at that time, it has to have been the biggest local shop video that went national, international. Yeah. Even now, it's not super common, but... Not uh, at all. Very crazy. Like, totally unexpected. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm just like, I'm nothing special. You know what I mean? I was just like with my friends and doing this thing. And it was very surreal for me to people because I'm not like that kind of person. I think like where random people would come up and ask, like, talk to me about kind of like they knew about me, you know what I mean? Or like they said things I said in the video, be like, holy shit, that's weird. Or like they wanted to like, you know, they would come up and talk to me about this stuff. But I'm, I like skateboarders, you know what I mean? Like hang on, talking skate and stuff like that. So that was really cool. But it was, it was even for myself, like being where I was in the video, I still kind of thought it was neat that people would come up and, and talk to me about it. But man, for those dudes, like, it was so gnarly. Those are cool. But yeah. Cool. yeah. One thing I thought really shown through the whole video, I know you mentioned it earlier, but the, the personality that really came through with each part in everybody's clips, that yeah. speaks to me a lot more than, you know, the biggest handrail or anything like that. Yeah, I think that, you know, when we watch these videos, sometimes when you see videos that are just trick, 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 that's okay. But when I watch videos that have more like personality and like you get like a feeling from watching it, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? Like you get to see the skaters and kind of a way like goofing off and like being themselves and stuff like that. Like I always like seeing that stuff in videos and I always thought it was really cool and really important. And Artie, the guy who helped make the video uh, and Matt, they were, they had, they had a lot of good, um, kind of insight into like making a video like that because they were like aficionados you know when it came to videos and they, had, they were real connoisseurs of fucking skate videos so they kind of knew what they were doing and uh to make a video like that where people would have like a soul you know because I mean? you watch some videos and you're like okay fucking trick 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 and they're all incredible tricks and then you're just like okay but when you watch some stuff and you have like you can see people as they are like maybe it's more relatable to them. But yeah, I think that was like a pretty cool thing too. Thank you. 
Yeah, and I, I don't have anything too different to add. I just know that that was definitely one of the first videos I saw where I realized you could make a skate video and have really good skating in it. And then also like the, the fun, uh, random goofs, the pranks, you can yeah. make people laugh with skate videos and you can have fun. And I feel like that really sent me down a path of like getting really into tilt mode and like all the fancy lad shit that we follow. And like, that's still like my favorite style. Guys, so have you guys ever seen the bees videos? Oh, out of Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bees videos. They're so great. I love those videos. They're so rad. Um, but yeah, that that yeah, they're, it's totally worth checking out, man. It's, it's classic skating and like just really, just really interesting things. But I mean, even this video with Chronicles, you watch that stuff. And I mean, <clears throat> it's so funny, you know, like you watch the video and they have like little clips and stuff like that. And like Mark Gonzalez is like trying to defend his, his pivot, you know, with Andrew Hobel. He's talking about his L block. I thought that was so funny, like calling it an L block. I've never heard anybody call it that. But I was like, Fuck, you gotta get your L block. Like you don't have you have to have proper L block. Or like uh when Mark Gonzalez hits that guy, or he hits him rather, in in like the rascal, right? Like and he's he's like, Do you have insurance? And he's like, I have Medi-Cal. <laughs> it's like that's covered so, by Medi-Cal. Like, yeah. Dude, I love that shit. Like when you watch like Plan B video, right? Pat Duffy, virtual reality, the baby, like that's, you know what I'm talking about? The dude at the end of the video where he's like talking to him, he's like, you want to make a million dollars? You come to me, you come talk to the baby, you know? Like that's the kind of stuff that's just so great in skate videos. Like, I don't know if anybody has an Instagram account where they just catalog that shit and like put it up because like some of that stuff is like more memorable than the skating. Like, you know, like the yeah. weirdo shit that happens, like, and like, they, they should, I don't know if anybody does that stuff, but call it the hijinks network, hijinks network, baby. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love, I love stuff like that. We would quote skate videos all the time. And uh, if you're a real skate nerd, this is a fun game to play where you play the skater name game. Have you guys ever done that before? Oh, the initials. And then yeah. you, yeah, Ian and I played this when we were in New York recently. I wasn't very good at it. We went Me through either. like five TK names. Oh, who was it again that you got? Or you said someone, right? It was TK. I forget. It was, a, or maybe it was TS. No, it was definitely TK because you listed all the like, all Tom, the Knox, Tom Knox yeah. one, Tom mm -hmm. Knox Britishman, Terry it Kennedy. Tony, it might have been Tony Carr. <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's pretty deep. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of TKs out there. The sad thing is that you could just play the TK one and then just keep saying, No, it's not them. No, it's not them until they get to like round five. And then you're like, Oh, yeah, of course it's fucking Tony Carr after you've spent two days <laughs> racking your brain on it. Oh, yeah, when you get stuck on something, yeah, and then you have an epiphany and it comes out because I'll do that stuff like when I'm on the way to work or something. I'll just start, I'll blurt out something. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just be like, oh shit. Yeah, that was right. Like, Paul Zonich was on Think. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know why I would like, you know, like random <laughs> shit would pop up, be like, oh, perfect. Like, what's the most obscure skate facts you can think of? You know what I mean? Greg Lutzka did ride for Crooked. That's a good one. Isn't that That's an odd one? That's like an odd fit, right? You yeah. think is like Crooked. Nothing to yeah. take away from Greg Glutzka. I I was at the skate park, the Tampa contest when he fucking punished it. And uh, he was incredible to see live. 
but he was I always thought like crooked would be like I kind of like the way it is now like they have like the stuff now like Ray Barbie's on the team and things like that's fucking great but yeah. like I like it when it's kind of like really like artsy type stuff and like not like I hate to say you know jockish type skating you know but like whatever yeah but yeah Greg Liscon crooked is a fucking good one yeah and speaking of crooked we're gonna chat about the crooked chronicles video did you want to stick around for that day i'll hang up up rad let's take a little intermission we'll hear a word from our sponsors and we'll chat about crooked chronicles we're proudly sponsored by the secret tape where you could buy a copy of crooked chronicles easily not a problem mint can dish both discs with the booklet secrettape.com we're also proudly sponsored by spectrum skateboard company i am lucky enough to own a spectrum skateboard and spectrum skateboard company we're also proudly sponsored by plants on fire it's a wonderful snack you can find them at plantsonfire.co and you can use the code word all my skate videos 15 to save some of that cream. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors as we close out season three. We thank them for their support. Let's chat about the video. Crooked Chronicles came out in 2006. It's considered a full length from Crooked Skateboards that features Bobby Warris, Stan Drahobel, Mark Gonzalez, and Van Wastel. It caps out at about 37 minutes. Uh, currently in this day and age, Ian, what would you pay for a copy of Crooked Chronicles on the DVD? I would pay no less than $60. Whoa. Bay, what about you? What would you pay for a copy of Crooked Chronicles if you did not have one? Like 50 bucks. 50? Whoa. Okay. Brian, what about you? It's it's priceless. I can't even say. Okay. Well, you would have to go to the secrettape.com first. That's your first demand. And then you would end up getting a copy of Crooked Chronicles. Again, both discs and the booklet. For $54.99. What a deal. No scratches on these bad boys. I picked up my copy of Crooked Chronicles at Ocean City, Maryland on the boardwalk. Ian, you're from the area. Have you ever been to Ocean City, Maryland? Yeah, that was like our family beach growing up. That place is awful. I hate it there. But it's kind of sick. You can pay two bucks and ride the bus all day. They have a skate park you can pay to get into as well, and you have to wear full pads and a helmet, and it's a shitty skate park. Wait, where is this place again? Ocean, Ocean City, City, Maryland. Oh, man, I know where I'm fucking going. <laughs> Dude, right, yeah. o- Ocean Bowl, yeah. the one you have to pay for? Yeah, I think so. There yeah. was Cloud 9, but they, I think I remember trying to find a copy of Crooked Chronicles there, but they didn't have it, and then I found it at some random spot on the boardwalk, and I think I paid maybe... 25 for it or so that's sick because ocean city maryland's probably the last place i would ever expect to find anything cool especially uh the first feature-length film from crooked skateboards Mm -hmm. yeah i was blown away i think i might have actually saw another place that had it there for 30 but then i was like oh i'll shop around let me try the boardwalk and i think they had it for less i was blown away 
I got a copy of Trilogy in the basement of a comic book shop for like $3. And it was perfect. And I was so happy about that. Damn. But yeah. You'll find skate videos or like different things like that in the most random places sometimes. Yeah. Real crazy. Kick off the video with Mark. Here's my signature, Gonzalez. And we also get some clips of the team. Hearing Dan's coughs reminds me of how his nickname at one point was Cancer Dan, which is a hell of a nickname. Uh, we get some alternative angles of the team before the board gets put together. They're always putting together a board or shaving it down or putting the board manips on, whatever. Um, they, do you have any experience woodworking? Not really. <clears throat> I mean, I've made ramps and stuff like that, but as far as like the woodworking, if you're referencing what like the intro is and stuff like that in the video. Yeah, like that looks as if they are creating the board on the spot, laser etching it in. I don't know if that's the right term, but. Yeah, there's some sort of woodworking going on with that thing, but that was like pretty cool how they filmed that. Yeah. Well, stop motion. Um, I feel as if they should do a reissue with that skull that they use a bunch. I don't know if that was an actual graphic they put on a board, the one that's on the main cover, but I feel yeah, as if that's a missed opportunity. But anyway, any uh, takeaways, anything to mention from the intro? Uh, really cool how they still pulled off a team vibe when the team was only four people, two of which most of us had never heard of before. Yeah, four-person video is a tough video to throw together, but I think the montages make it more sizable. Yeah. They have a great friend section or a guest section. Oh, yeah. yeah, the guests. Yeah, we'll get to that. Ian, anything on the intro? Oh, it's a good intro, though. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you want to lead us off? Talk about Dan's part. Where yeah, he skates um, to Led Zeppelin, Tangerine. Yeah, yeah. Delicious song. Um, comes through with a style that I feel like we've all come to know and love since this part i i think maybe outside of like a, a 411 clip here or there this was my first real introduction to van um there's i don't know the name of the spot but he does a, a front nose grind down a rail and then turns a corner real quick and does it like a front lip pop out on this little three stair uh out ledge i've never seen anybody else do a line there and that uh the, the second half of that spot looks a lot more fun than the first um but he, he pulled that off really cool um half cab back 5-0 down silmar really unique trick for a handrail and so smooth uh he does the the line on the dwp ledges that ends with the fakie flip cricket grind in the the vans dr t shoes oh yeah those monstrosities yeah um was, was <laughs> that like their response to like the osiris uh, uh bronx shoe or whatever it was you know i think they actually were trying to do more of like a like a like a hair metal band inspired shoe you know like a motley crew shoe like you'd see the dudes from motley okay. crew, like that shit but yeah that that was a pretty wild one i saw a couple of those out in the wild and man i didn't understand it but i guess it worked uh, for sales for sure 
Yeah. I mean, if we wouldn't have had the, the Safransky shoe, the first one, if it wasn't for the Dr. T. Think about that. Interesting. Yeah. See where I'm going with that. Um, any other notes from Van's part where he skates to the Beatles while my guitar gently sweeps? I just saw the other day on uh, the Instagram account that his brother still runs in his memory. Uh, he mentioned that they were originally going to have him skate to some kind of like original piece of music that I could be wrong. I think it was like Van and his brother and somebody else made together. And then at the last second, whoever was putting the video together swapped it out for yeah, the uh, ACDC song that replaced it. And I don't know. I mean, it kind of works. It, it grew on me after I watched this part a bunch. Van's one of my favorite skaters, so I watched this part a lot. And I guess I got used to the song, but I would love to hear what the original would have sounded like. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, I'll i kind of give my interpretation. So Gons I opens up and says Stevie Wonders on the tunes and then talks about how people are there to take orders for sandwich or coffee um and do you have a favorite sandwich and do you have a favorite type of coffee i make a, a pretty good breakfast sandwich so i'm just going to say my own breakfast sandwich probably the coffee i make in the morning with my shitty coffee maker that's what's up man that's what's up i uh also said i like the kit that he has it three up three down i think that's a good kit he's got going there there's a guest trick from van's brother which is the back disaster on that pool i'm pretty sure that's him and I uh i don't know how i feel about in the first few tricks he does i think back 180 over this one gap and some other stuff but this one camera is so loud and audible in these clips that i i like i don't know how i feel about it it's just a loud ass camera like one that's taking the sequence uh no it almost sounds as if it's just a single shutter if that's the correct photo term oh oh actually yeah i think i know what clip you're talking about yeah but i remember hearing that sound at some point and it is definitely a lot louder than it needs to be yeah i think it starts around like the half cab down the double set blind slide which is actually really sick front 180 and then back 180 it's like for those clips there's just this loud ass camera but anyway um dwp lines of classic five burial heels a good one on three up three down they have you ever skated three up three down i have have you, you guys uh no not really i mean i went there and just like casually skated it i think i did a manual across it yeah but other than that you know it was it was crazy to see because it was much taller in person than i thought it was going to be so you think about certain tricks like the uh marcus mcbride stuff it's pretty fucking insane people could do like skate like that yeah but yeah it's good yeah i 50 50 would it so you that's know, pretty cool man got it got that going for me that's pretty rad yeah no camera either hell yeah yeah in the daytime no less um but back to van's part i like how he skates that one rail in florida with half cab crook from the other side I don't know if that makes it more challenging to do that because I've never been there, but I thought it was new to see someone skate it from that area. Um, we get a, an ABD from Tim O'Connor that does Nolly down that same double set in the one trans world montage. I think it's subtleties. Um, there was a lot of power in the backside flip he does on that bump to bar, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, Brian, are you a fan of Cheech and Chong? 
who actually does the uh, song for this part. Never, never heard of them. What, what, what are they from? Uh, they're from the movies. Ah, well. Or the Flipboard. Yeah. I mean, they did the Flipboard first, and then the Motion Picture Association <laughs> right. of America yeah. picked them up and said, "Hey, yeah. do you want to make movies?" That's what I know them from. Okay, I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah, I yeah. never had the yeah. board, so I have no opinion on Cheech and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Ebert called Tom Penny and said, hey, can you get those two guys on the line? Yeah. Imagine how funny they would be if they never took drugs. <laughs> I don't what know if, if they never did take drugs? It was all just an act. What if, an act. what if Tom Penny's wow. like, those mystique drugs. was an act? Don't tell me that, man. <laughs> My whole true. life was high. Uh, this brings me to kind of the first rant I have about this video that I don't know if this is a hot take but I was just thinking about how only Crooked could get away with something like all of Gonza's antics like imagine if in the Baker 3 video Reynolds just had all of his b-roll spliced in between every little part or it's just like stuff of him drinking a coffee and like walking his dog and talking like it's only in the crooked video that they're like oh yeah that sounds good boss like just just throw all that stuff in in between like it's cool it's your company like we want that i mean on one hand like it is kind of mark gonzalez's brainchild so it makes sense for him to be doing all of his weird shit in you know in between everything and every 30 seconds but also i wouldn't be mad about baker five having like cute shots of Andrew Reynolds hanging out with his daughter and walking a dog or whatever the fuck. Like I'm, I'm yeah, always yeah. here for the B roll and it works really well in this video and it, it uh, should work in every other video. Imagine if we got, you know, elementality, Mike V like, uh, I don't know, wrestling random people on the sidewalk, like in between other people's parts, that would have been a much better video. You can call it CKY. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Van's part is sick, though. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to a real one. Uh, we hit the Friends montage. Vey, do you want to talk about this Friends montage? Donnie Barley. He mm -hmm. fucking rips, dude. His footage in this is so good. Um, there's a lot of... It's just so cool, like, how they were able to get tons of people into a video like this, you know, and they all had really... The footage was like not held back you know what i mean it was like really good footage of all the people that were in that jason dill you know what i mean there's like all so many good people scattered throughout that guest part yeah I'm, I'm trying to browse through and think what's the worst trick in this friend section and maybe kickflip on flat might be the worst <laughs> does it get or does it lose points if it's a recycled clip? Because I think at least one of the Jason Dill clips is in Mosaic. Really? Is it? Mosaic. Or, I don't know about that. Maybe Skate More. I swear at least one of his clips look recycled. I should have timestamped it. Maybe same kit, but... And same spot, but... Yeah, yeah when he does the manuals doing. down um, that one bank. He does fake... Now, you're thinking of the fakey shove manual and then half cab double flip manual. The trick he does in this is the front 180 switch nose. Ooh, manual. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Yeah. That really is the same angle and apparel. Yeah. You're right. All right. I take it back. 
All right, so let's kick Ian out because Ian doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, thanks for having me, guys. It's been cool. It's been fun. See you, Ian. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the worst trick in this montage, but I I always chuckle when Jake Brown ollies off a storage container into a ditch. <laughs> so original. There's just something about like the guy who did the no grab 720 and then falls 50 feet to flat also going into the desert finding a ditch with a storage container on it and just boosting an alley off of that yeah just a fat o yeah just the idea like that's like something you're proactively searching for yeah yeah just like okay like okay we're gonna go skate this spot be like what Unless there's like a giant storage unit in a huge bank, count me out. <laughs> I only skate storage <laughs> containers and above only nowadays. Storage containers, like you know, game on picnic tables. Me and storage containers. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. That's fucking sick, dude. I mean, you know, I just like I've always been impressed by stuff like that. You guys, I'm just off topic, fuck. But like the zero video, where that dude just goes off the storage container into the bank. You know. Oh like he does it like 50 times before he fucking lands it it's crazy but yeah god bless storage containers big shout out to our unofficial sponsor storage containers yeah sammy's storage containers in vista california 909-395-5555 there you go um, all my skate videos for 15% <laughs> off your next storage container. Use all my skate videos 15 to only pay 15% of the normal retail price for your storage container rental. <laughs> With free pickup and uh, one day delivery. Yeah, that's a good idea. <clears throat> what notes do I have? Wow. Donnie rolling off that roof is great i think we need oh. more stylish bomb drops like that it reminded me of a young jay adams slaloming while crouching except off of a fucking roof i loved it uh ricky's pyramid to bump to bar somewhere in philly i don't know where um i thought it was odd how sweaty zared was at fat kid spot which is a spot <laughs> completely under shade <laughs> um he gives us not only the first switch stance tray of the video, but also the second switch stance tray on flat in the video. I was a little worried that Huff was going to hit his head in that one, um, I don't know, tunnel ollie. That, uh, I don't know, cannoli with no filling in it ollie. They call it that. Tyro's in there. Dill's in there. I love the random ghetto blaster that's in Dill's back 180 over the table. Almost all of the vert tricks are sick. And I was thinking that that Tommy Guerrero spinning could easily be a meme or a boomerang or something where it just is, is or maybe a GIF. It's just him going and spinning over and over and over. <laughs> I would love that. Bay, you kind of done tricks like that. What's the number of rotations you've done manually? Oh, into the teens. But <laughs> that's more like when you're prime and ready to go. I know guys that can fucking sit there and spin. And you know what's crazy? I'm not sure if you've ever heard of these things, but freestyle boards, they have metal wheels and they're designed for like something you would be like in like, if you imagine like a perfect 
basement floor. Like it has to be perfectly smooth cement and they can just sit there and just fucking spin. And, um, it's pretty impressive. I can never do that stuff. Cause that is like some other, like some next level type spinning shit. And I want to spend the time to do it. But, um, if you ever watch like Kevin Harris, the freestyler from Palo Peralta, he has like unbelievable 360s and it's, it's pretty crazy. But I love, I love spinning. You know what I mean? It's fun to do on banks and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think when I'm just bored standing somewhere and I'm on my board, I'll just start to spin or go into a Casper stall and see how, how many you can, I can spin. That? Yeah. And then land back on wheels down. Try to land Primo. Yeah. Yeah. Always. One. Double Primo if possible. Well, Brian chat with or no oh i don't know who do i pick on my zoom radar to chat chat about the next part um well let's just deal with the basics dan Drehobel skates to ringo star let him in uh making pivot to fakies iconic and then some ian tell us a little bit about dan Drehobel's part he's reckless he's young and he's totally insane that's really all you need to know about him um, going, going back just a tiny bit to his intro, I really love Mark Gonzalez's fit on the, uh, the fuck is that spot called? I don't know where they're messing around talking about L blocks at the beginning. Uh, I really love his tucked in gray shirt and jeans outfit. I'm going to try that one out myself. Um, I really love Dan's first slam when the, the Neil Blender song starts. Uh, he does, he looks like he's about to land something on that metal ramp and then just eat shit and like his whole body just like smacks that ramp so hard and i i laugh out loud every time i see it it's such a good slam and just in general he's got some really great slams throughout this part uh i'm sure he lands some tricks too but i tend not to remember stuff like that uh really stand out so really great part for that yeah some things you also could have said is that when he falls, he's wearing a Maine t-shirt. Do you have a t-shirt that says Maine on it, they? Since you know uh, matter of fact, I area? do have a t-shirt that says Maine on it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's sick. It is pretty sick. Uh, Maine is place. Yeah. I don't know if I've actually been. I think I need to go up. Check out the Dan Drehobel Chronicles. Um what else do i have to say about this i was going to count how many times he's uh smoking a cig when he does a trick but i'll leave that up to the listener you can try and count and send in your tally uh i made a note that i felt as if almost every trick was in denim but i think i was off it is incredible song choice though the one that he actually uses um i was making a note there there are not enough drahobal parts out there and why do I want more? It's because the songs he uses kind of remind me of dad rock, but the skating is like making transition pretty feasible for me. I don't know. Like I remember doing a lot of five O's to fakey after this part came out. He skated to that in that one video part where it was like the chicken cow song. Do you guys know that, that the artist of that song? That was such a sick part. That was such a great, but that song is so far. And the dude who like 
plays that song like he his catalog is bonkers he's got he's got songs like i kick batman i whoop batman's ass or something <laughs> oh is it wesley willis wesley willis thank you yeah, yeah. That would have been like you were talking about before. You have that moment. I would have been in my car like two days from now, being like Wesley Wilkes, you know. <laughs> Funny. I've heard him in a couple skate videos, like mostly just like YouTube edits and stuff. But like, yeah, should be used more often. Really as well. Just so tasteful. I love that shit. Absolutely. Made a note that there's a great mix of slams in Jehovah's part two, which makes it resonate for me. I'm always slamming. I'm always uh, impressed with how far he throws the one board. Um, is anybody here a board thrower when you're upset? Mm-hmm. Grew out of it. Grew out. Yeah. Maybe yeah. my heyday, but uh, no longer. Okay, that's good. I never got into the shoe throwing. I saw some people would do that. I think maybe Carrie got started that throwing the shoe instead of the board. So you don't damage the board. Kind of yeah. makes kind, kind of makes sense, but I don't know. There's something about you know what you got to think about after like the height of his reaction and like the way that he was behaving, he eventually has to go get that fucking shoe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you eventually have to go back and get the shoe. You know what I mean? Like, you can be freak. Yeah, come on. I feel like when I get mad, it's like a very, like I, I'm not often one to like stomp on my board or throw it or anything. But when I do, it's like instantly after something goes wrong and I don't have any time to like rationalize like, all right, hurting my board isn't going to help. Yeah. It's taking the time to like take both of your shoes off and whip them. I just feel like people should, you have like those couple seconds where you, I, I wish people would gain some clarity and realize like, fuck, if I throw this thing, I have to walk all the way down the street and pick it up. Yeah. They would be saving themselves so much time. And it's also interesting to watch people that, uh, believe it or not, don't know a lot about skateboarding and they see people behaving like this and the look on their faces. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean, like that shit is priceless. So like, I think we've all been there and, and been like out in public and some shit has gone down and you're just like, motherfucker. But yeah, it's something else to watch. You know what I mean? But I've never had a shoe. I don't think I've had a shoe meltdown, but it's a pretty crazy one to have. I just had to throw it out. I'm always impressed with how far that thing flies. Um, and I love the editing in the pool with the way the song goes with the board kick and the dog. I think that's incredible. I think every skate video should take note of how that was edited to the song and not just slopped together. It's good. Anything else on Jerobel's part? I just, he's such a rad skater. You know what I mean? Like his whole, I just really, you know, I'm a huge Drahoba fan. He's so sick. Just the style and his trick selection and a lot of the stuff that, obviously not in this video, but like the Fort Miley stuff that he did. And like, mm. just, you know, kind of one of a kind. Crazy trick selection, you know what I mean? Just fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. He's also up near top of the list of people who look good in trucker hats. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very select breed of people that can actually pull that one off. Yeah, him and maybe Templeton. Yeah, absolutely, Ed Templeton, a hundred percent. His his hat selection, brilliant. Wherever he gets those fucking hats, I don't know, but he had. I remember as a kid seeing some of the pictures in the magazines, and it would just be like the hats were so fucking funny. 
but yeah, great guy. Yeah. I also had this, <laughs> this one YouTube comment to share. Someone made on uh Jerobel's part. <laughs> Who is this film? Jonah Lambert from three years ago on YouTube asks, where was this filmed? CJ Saleta, <laughs> which looks like just some dudes smoking a cig, <laughs> responds with LOL, WTF do you mean? <laughs> but th- doesn't this look like the most like to the point like, yo, where was this filmed? Where was this filmed? <laughs> Dude, I think I know this guy. <laughs> I feel like there's always one YouTube comment like that where someone just comments the most generic thing possible. Like that trick was sick. And it's like a comment on a four and a half minute long video part. <laughs> what the hell? What, which trick? You gotta be more specific, man. Bay, <laughs> have you ever looked at comments on your parts? No, believe it or not. I really, I, you know, maybe I have, but I can't really remember anything like that, but I'm pretty sure it would be hilarious uh, just for myself or whatever like that, but I don't know. Yeah. I was kind of blown away. I looked at online versions of Crooked Chronicles and really couldn't find any comments or like not really any views at all. Like it was the really? weirdest thing. Yeah. Cause I saw it on Vimeo and I've seen it on YouTube posted as well, but like nobody has really watched it or commented. Hmm. That's interesting because, you know, like when this video came out, it was a pretty big video. You know what I mean? Like pretty serious. Yeah. People saw it and like, you know, that's interesting that it doesn't have perhaps more of like a cult following than some other more, you know, prominent or notable videos. But Crook Chronicles is great. I think it's a great video, you know? Yeah. Um, also. Many people at six. Like, I also that. couldn't find a version of Van Wastel's part, oddly enough, on YouTube. What do you mean? That song like, gets no, muted. Nobody's posted it. I mean, there's the. Just as a standalone. There is one. I mean, like they would just never post like his part by itself. Oh no, I'm tripping. There is one version there of it. Pretty awesome. Pretty part. sure the audio is muted though, because yeah, yeah. For some reason, Cheech and Chong. They couldn't get the rights from Black Sabbath. Now you're getting it. Dude, I got it way long ago, but I was just waiting for the right moment. But you got it. That's pretty funny. I like that shit. Um, but yeah, that's crazy that it got muted. That song is not like... That song's fucking everywhere, man. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just... I guess I was searching the wrong thing, but for some reason I felt as if I wasn't seeing any comments anywhere. But, oh well. Um... Does anybody want to talk about the next guest part or Gonz's BS and him talking? Doesn't really clarify which part of the video I'm talking about, but just to move the conversation. I do have one note on Gonz's BS. Uh, I was talking to my friend, friend of the pod, Kevin, and um, he brought up a good point. He said, uh, I, I couldn't imagine Gonz having my phone number. Just imagine being on the receiving end of those phone calls confused out of your fucking mind wondering is this guy okay am i okay yeah so they you've talked to gons on the phone or you saw him in person oh in person never talked to him on the telephone that would be 
pretty interesting conversation, I'm sure. But yeah, it's nice, you know what I mean? It's a pretty rad individual. But, you know, when you meet people like that, like, I was just more taken aback, you know, just talking to him. I wasn't trying to say too much or anything like that, but he was really nice to me. You didn't hit him up for a box on the spot? <laughs> no, it didn't. It, you know, it, honestly, it crossed my mind, but I decided that would not be the best move to make. Nor would that be, like, the coolest thing to do, but no, I'm just kidding. No, it never crossed my mind. But I bet that crosses some people's minds, and I, I have seen that shit before in person, and, like, people talk about that kind of stuff, and it kind of makes me sick. But I'm not sure if you guys feel that way. Uh, it's, like, a weird way of saying you're entitled or you've earned something in skating. And just, sure, like, asking for shit? Yeah, I'm sure Jake Phelps would say something different about that. <laughs> how skateboarding doesn't owe you anything and you're a scumbag and yeah yeah something about mickey papa sucking i don't know you know what when i lived in california i would see that dude at cherry park and at the in orange with the vans park and he was like really nice and stuff like that um good skater or something like that but i don't know I know that like when he gets ridiculed, <clears throat> he gets ridiculed pretty hard. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel bad for that dude. Fuck. I don't know. He was nice. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you, you meet people and you're just like, that dude's nice, but then everybody else is like, oh, that dude's like mad corny. You'd be like, ah, he was nice to me. You know what I mean? Like it's like know. the blind team after a certain point. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Like, they should have pulled the plug on that. They could literally call that thing dog poop and it would suck. They might have but, a board graphic that sounds similar. Fucking blind. <laughs> so bad. Like, imagine if like the Beatles were like the, the name went on, but the fucking band changed. And like now you have like literally like the worst dudes in the Beatles, and you're just like, okay, it's the fucking Beatles now. Like it should, I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit about blind, whatever. And there are guys, they're whatever. There's a dude from Vermont that skates for blind. Jordan Maxim or something like that. But like, I don't know. I feel bad for blind. That was on a tangent. But I just, I love blind. It's kind of sucks. Yeah, I feel as if all the dwindle companies in the background of like everything you could say about them, they're just like counting money all day because of but pre-made how? completes. This shit? Pre-made completes. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Dude, I saw a Dark Star board in Walmart and I was like, get the fuck out of here. And then I, uh, they also have maple boards in, in Walmart now too, which I find is just so. Wow. Just, but like, yeah, how the fuck do people, like, I've never seen anybody out there be like, oh, check out my new blind board. You know, like, oh, great. That has a blind board. I, Not even blind kids will get a blind board. I do think that they've been reissuing some of the classic graphics from CCS wonder yeah. years though you know what that's great and i've seen them and they're just like watered down versions of the original you know what i mean yeah. like when he makes mm-hmm. like i see like the new like nightmare on elm street who the fuck cares <laughs> you know, like, i don't know man that it's so fucking bad to, like come up with an original idea you know what i mean like it's hard man if i were to do blind graphics i would have done like like 
Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder having like a knife fight, or like you just gotta be play, you know what I mean? Do different things, you know what I mean? Like something outrageous. That's, That's just- a wallboard right there. Oh. <laughs> you know? Holy shit. Oh man. Yeah, I've, that's funny. I've I've never had a blind board that I paid for. Congratulations. Really I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. Uh <laughs> go on, Brian. Give us your oh, review of the blind board. The, just out of curiosity, how did you acquire the blind boards? Um one of them, uh oh god, I hate talking about myself. No, um, no, no. I'd love to hear it. Ronnie Craiger sent me one. Um, yeah. a while back. Got a box from Ronnie Krieger. I did, with his signature tensor trucks that I still have sitting in the closet at my parents' house. Beautiful. How have um, you held on to this information until season six or whatever we're on now? Well, I was, I was hoping at some point we'd review a blind video so I could talk about it and not just randomly bring up, hey guys, let me talk about blind boards real quick. <laughs> um, Thanks a lot, Dave. You've ruined that. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, I think uh, I think James Craig sent me one for a Facebook thing. It was the the Jake Duncombe graphic ripping off the, the Queen album. And uh, the one you're talking about, yeah. It was kind of a cool graphic, but the board was fine. It was yeah, fine. Is that the one you have behind you on your wall? Did it have yeah, impact just- support? Was it like um, fiber? No, it wasn't. Kevlar. What, are, what else is some of the technology? Like razor tail? Yeah. <laughs> the tail regenerates over time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the, bo- the board focuses I love, itself. I love, I love gimmicks and shit. Like gimmicks to me are so funny in skating because they'll just get children to buy boards. And like they'll think it's super, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, did you get oh, yeah. the what's the Rodney Mullen boards that cost like nine dollars or something? Oh, with the circles, like, right? Or some shit like yeah. Armor light, fiber light, armor light, armor light. That's so. I think that's Dark Star. Maybe because it has to go in with the, the night theme and shit. Get, get like, my Dwindle brands mixed up. Feels, yeah, but like, dude, the idea behind that stuff is so funny. It's oh, fucking yeah. great, dude. Bone night. Um, but Brian, you had something to say about the Friends montage, I think, or maybe about Ronnie Krieger getting you a blind board. Oh man, I, I could talk about Ronnie all day, but yeah, we should we should probably <laughs> chill on the blind slander. Um, yeah, I see, that, what, that, I see where you're going with it, but okay. <laughs> that that second um, the second guest montage, uh, Malcolm Watson never got the respect he deserved. I've always been a fan of his skating, his style, and I feel like he just never blew up and people just don't know his name as much as I think they should. Um, always love seeing Pat Duffy clips. Also, Pat Duffy's only been two ages his whole life. He was... <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> he was like 17 in the Plan B videos, and then he kind of disappeared for a while. And then he was like a grown ass man in what uh, that trans world tour video. Are you all right? And he's been the same age ever since. And he just keeps putting more and more things in his pockets. <laughs> Fucking Cardiel's in there. Awesome. Uh, Dustin Dolan has a line where 
it's a it's filmed fisheye and they start zooming in in the middle of the line and then pans back real quick i genuinely wonder if that was an accident are you talking about the one where he front side flips off the curb yeah 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 i like that line a lot i like how it becomes like uh from the side and then filming from the front type of line i think that's awesome mm-hmm. agreed malcolm watson i feel as if is always the type of pro you'll run into at woodward or at least when i was <laughs> of the age to go i feel as if he was always like the resident pro him and um the one vert guy that was on birdhouse mike frazier mike frazier on birdhouse way back when right i don't think so i was probably yeah probably on enjoy or some shit i don't know santa cruz okay all right yeah i had to think about that one (laughs) uh you got some guy clips in here too this day one three up three down tricks incredible i can't imagine trying that front 180 switch nose manual fakie flip um you didn't even talk about the Daryl Stanton clips. I, I I wanted to. I wanted to bring up also that it was this video was like right before he got disrespected by Plan B. That that's my note. Oh okay. Maybe it was the Bennett grind. The Stanton grind. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if now that's a stupid thought. I was curious if. That Bennett gets royalty is whenever someone has a photo with a Bennett grind, but <laughs> I found, yeah, that'd be no, kind of right, cool if right. they kicked up money to whoever far. invented the trick. Like if Suchu got five bucks every time someone somehow did a photo with a Suchu grind in it, trademark the trick. Steve Cab would be the richest dude in skateboarding. Yeah, dude, he's got. He's got the real estate of tricks. Half cab, full cab, nolly cab. This song was also used in Time to Shine, the Transworld video. I thought Shiloh Greathouse's kickflip front board was filmed as a selfie clip. Might be the first selfie clip filmed in the 2000s. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was cute that Daniel Castillo and those other people have the transition slide between their tricks. I think that might have also been filmed as a selfie. Um, after watching these two guy clips, I feel as if he should have just been on crooked when he made his comeback. I feel as if that would have been a cool move, or maybe it's a good move now. Yeah, guy on crooked, crooked guy. Um, yeah, and then there's another trans world song that's ripped from it, yeah, another song that's ripped from a trans world video. This section's called, I think, Seven Blocks with Mark or something like that. And that was in First Love. You're so interested. Um, And then the other note I made was just joking about how if (laughs) thinking of other companies, if they had the main owner do all the B-roll in between their videos. That was a genius. That was so funny, dude. Just the idea of that is great. Because only like Mark and Dallas, you know what I mean? Like they think about that. But what you said about Andrew Allen's like, it's funny. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. do- I'm trying to think what other brands would be a good move for it. 
Yeah, like if in a traffic video you just see Ricky O yelling at people. Yeah. I don't know. It could kind of work. Mm-hmm. Talk, yeah, almost filming like an unforgivable skit. Or like <laughs> you can make to like Mike Fillaly like shows him like picking strawberries. <laughs> like who wouldn't want to see Mike Fillaly pick strawberries? <laughs> see him pick a fight with some strawberries. That would be it. He'd be picking a fight while picking strawberries. Yeah. Like, like, yes. Make strawberries. That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> Or you know how his um, logo is an elephant? Mm-hmm. If they did a parody on that one enjoy bag of suck montage where it's all the people dressed up and they just like reenact that and then he pulls off the elephant, I don't know, fake elephant costume that's there and it's him. It's like, that <laughs> who else but Mike? <laughs> Fun Easter egg. <laughs> I don't know. These are fun to think about, though. If other companies took this Crooked Chronicles approach and just had the main owner just have B-roll throughout. Yeah, but it'd be funnier, too, if you had companies that weren't even owned. Like, you showed, like, Brad Dorfman walking around on, like, a vision video or something. Like, fuck, who would care about that? But just, like, the idea that that would exist would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> just a clip of him buying groceries. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought, like, the most mundane thing. Like, he's just yeah. reading a DMV. Like, oh, <laughs> she wasn't doing his taxes or something. Like, he's like, there's Brad. That's funny. We hit Bobby Warris's part, Downingtown's finest. He skates to Morning of My Life by Nina Simone. Ian, do you want to talk about Bobby's part? Bobby follows my wife on Instagram and I don't know why, but I can only assume it's because Bobby Warris also finds my wife hot. And I'm honored to know that we have similar taste in partners. Um, I love his line with the, uh, I think it's a back 5-0 front 180 on like a picnic table and then a switch tray and a half cab flip and a nollie crook, nollie front crook. The third switch stands stray on flat in the video, mind you, I believe. He's got the fourth too, right? He's got that one at that like three up, three down. I think it's in DC spot. Yep. He's got he's got four. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I love this part. I mean, I don't think it's a secret at this point, but I love this whole video um, and this part. I, I remember uh, first, I didn't watch this video the whole way through. For the first time, I like watched individual parts over and over again before I saw it straight through. And I remember seeing Bobby's part when I was going through a, a rough breakup. And I thought the song was very like I I felt like I was meant to see Bobby's part at the time because I was going through a rough breakup. And now he follows my wife on Instagram and I just can't get over that. Have you asked for a box yet? No, I really should, though. Or like some kind of I don't know. And I, that uh, that ending montage on those gold rails. I can't imagine doing a kickflip backtail on anything, let alone a round handrail. That's pretty fucked up. Um, but yeah, Bobby, I know you're listening. If you could just like tell me how you met, uh, found my wife on Instagram. That's that's we're all wondering. Just man up and DM him. Me or him DM me? 
I'm not pointing fingers, but one of you's got to DM somebody and get to the it, bottom of this and report bucket. back. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's let's uh let's settle up. Uh, that's that's Bobby's part though. Yeah, I made a note that Gonz's nails look so damn long when they're <laughs> chatting to him this time. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. Um, they do you have any experience skating Pulaski? That's the one in is that Washington D.C. Right? Yeah, right across from mm-hmm. I've where been Mr. There. T was. Where Mr. T was? Yeah. I don't remember Mr. T at Pulaski Park, but that's fucking rad. President Donald J. Trump. Oh, okay. Mr. T. Yeah, got it. All right. I was thinking of of like Mr. T. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Pretty cool and such. But um, yeah, I skated Pulaski Park. It was awesome. But I mean, nothing fantastic really happened to me there. But I'll tell you, like driving around DC sucked. Doesn't it? It's a crazy. It's one. I mean, if you're used to driving in Boston or places like that, it's not that bad. But I mean, it was pretty wild, like getting around that place and stuff like that. But yeah, it was really like I like going to the skate spots and seeing the stuff and like skating it and being like, holy shit, you know, like this is such a rad spot. I'm thinking about the tricks that went down and stuff. But yeah, I have a lot of respect for Bobby Warris and what he did there. He really kicked the shit out of that place. Yeah. No doubt. A lot of the dudes, I mean, you think about it, like Reese Forbes or different people, Andy Stone, Pepe Martinez, you can just go on forever. Some of the Chris Hall, all the shit that went down at Pulaski Park. Sick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bobby does the slime with kickflip up, ollie, front shove, and then back nose blunt that I really like. Love the no push. Um, I always thought it was a cell phone that he cracked, but it turns out. Well, let me ask Brian, what do you think it is that he cracks when he's trying frontside flip up that three? Uh, I thought it was the same thing. It's a key fob. <laughs> key fob. There you go. Fun yeah. Final trick is in a rest in peace ODB shirt. It's kind of cool. Good part. Yeah. I like that one. After rewatching it um, and kind of pausing it, I felt as if this song and this part is so damn long. It's the most repetitive Jackson 5 song I've ever heard. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, how about that shaky heel flip on flat? Oh, the feels. Yeah, I love it. Did not see that one coming. Yeah. With the with a follow up with switch tray too. That's yeah, cool. right, right. Like that. We uh hit Gonza's part. Does anybody want to take this? Anybody really animate about talking about Gonza's part? Yeah, Gonz follows my wife on Instagram. <laughs> Gonz knows how to use Instagram. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with that iPad. I love Gonz's part because it looks like, I don't know if this is actually the case or not, but a lot of his lines where he's just like carving in and out of like sidewalk cuts and stuff, I feel as if somebody was just following him with a camera for the day and these were just lines that he was like cranking out on the way to skate wherever. Um, yeah, they're just the one with the... Uh, like where he's hanging up that poster, taping the poster to that garage door, whatever that line in particular. There's like a kickflip off a curb cut that I love. 
Those are just some of my favorite looking lines of all time. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, that the poster is actually a nod to Mark Johnson and modus operandi when he does that long back tail over the flat gap. Who? Yeah, I said the same thing. Um, what else do you have for Gonz's part? That's it. You just like his swerving and curving. Uh, okay. So there's a quick clip where it looks like he's skating maybe a contest or he's just skating with like a large group of people. And I think I've always thought he yells frontside rock and then he does a backside rock. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Is that actually what he's saying? I don't know how you would have the answer to this, but I just, I think that's a really funny clip if that's actually what he's yelling and then doing the opposite trick. I really love his, uh, the front lip he does in that one bowl where there's like that huge vert wall on the other end. It does not look like a trick he should be doing at his age, which speaking yeah. of, I did, I did some quick math and he was around like 36 ish. I think when this was filmed, I guess he would have been a bit younger. He's probably 36 ish when it came out, but that's still pretty you sure old. about that. Really? Only 36. All right. I'll happily explain the, the weird math and investigative work that I did off the air, but I don't want to waste time with it now. Okay. But let's just assume I'm right for now. All right. Mr. Um, Number scientist uh I'll, I'll back him up on that i ran the numbers as well all right well tell, now we have to talk about how you did it uh, yeah, well, what was your approach and then i googled when the video came out and i subtracted the two. Oh, his age is public public knowledge i would guess that he was 38 what did you come up with yeah 38 1968 okay. right yep that's what i guessed that's amazing <laughs> Well, Ian, looks as if you're definitely going to leave the Zoom now. <laughs> All right. Well, have a night. good night, guys. It's been fun. I'll <laughs> catch you next time. See ya. There he goes. Um, I was going to say that Gonz's part's a good example of how wild street skating can be. The swerves and curves and hitting the gentleman in the rascal scooter. The front side half cab up the curb line. And also with the fifth switch tray of the video is at 800 Mission Street in San Francisco. It's oh. now at an AMC 16 theater. I don't think the Discovery Store is there anymore, but Target is. So there you go. He uh, reuses the feeble down the handrail for Van's part. And yeah. I did a little bit of research on the Southgate place that he throws the sign at. I'm assuming it's in California. Mm -hmm. uh, the internet says as follows, Southgate. The city was incorporated on January 20th, 1923, and it became known as the Azalea City when it adopted the flower as its symbol in 1965. As of the 2010 census, and this is differing from what the sign says, um, the city had a population of 94,396. So they lost some people, according to the internet. It's rather sad. Bummer. Tough yeah. time. Probably because people kept throwing their boards at their signs and <laughs> really bringing down the livelihood of the area. Oh, man. Uh, Mongo pushed off the curb and body burial up the curb similar to Sean Powers doing switch Mongo off the curb in the one bronze video. 
maybe there was some influence here how gons did the mongo push um mm. they or brian have either of you done a bow and arrow type of activity archery i think they call it yeah i could i could show you something real quick oh yes i love seeing things well, while he's grabbing that, yeah, I've done uh, I've done a little bit of archery at a Ren Fair a couple years ago. All right. So oh, yeah, this is a crossbow. It can shoot at three hundred and ninety feet per second. So wow. yeah, there's some archery and stuff like that. But I do live in New Hampshire. You catching anything with that thing? Uh, no, no, nothing Just like that. Just for show? Pretty much, yeah. This one in particular. Yeah, I haven't really messed around with it. I just, that was the one that was most easily accessible. <laughs> Got it. Looks fun. Well, yeah, that's uh... pretty neat. But yeah, okay. yeah, a little archery. Very cool. We love it. That's awesome. Um, the credits hit to make the 10 o'clock time work for us. Um, yeah, bow and arrow <laughs> seems fun. If you have any leads on how to get one, let me know. Um, tail slide 50 50 on a quarter pipe trouble makes that one look good i'm interested i want to try that i also yep. love the hey want a board and the kids say nah at the end i love that <laughs> also last note i have is that drobel's back three with the backpack on is real sick is there anything else we missed from gonz's part or the outro um i, mean, I had just a couple couple things from Gons's part, none of which is really about the skating that hasn't been covered yet. But um, y'all ever watch uh, Sesame Street? Because that old guy, he hits on the scooter. I swear he voices Telly, that red stock-looking monster thing. <laughs> Not too well-versed. Exact voice. YouTube it, because... That is hilarious. It'll, thank you. It'll haunt you. It'll haunt you. Beautiful. Um, yeah, how uh, how confused would the IRS be if they actually raided Gonz's studio? <laughs> this guy doesn't know how to spell. No. Can you imagine like like suits going in there and trying to look through that stuff? Like right. it, would, it defies conventional wisdom. Like your head would turn upside down. He would become a <laughs> Gonz painting. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so funny, like the actual idea, like. Of all people on earth, they raided Mark Gonzalez. Yeah, right. It would turn into a fucking X file. Oh my, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out there, but it ain't in his fucking studio. Dude, I want to believe it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had a note that Gon's, Gon skated Adidas before it was cool. I don't know when it's going to be cool. I don't think it's happened yet, but one day it'll be cool to skate Adidas, but Gons did it first. Gons did do it first. Okay. Anything else for Gons as part of the outro? Good way to wrap up the video. Yeah. I'll I will say, say that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Hmm. You done? No, you good? All right, got it. I will say that we don't talk about this too much, but this is a good DVD package. Reason being there's a second disc that has a ton of Easter eggs. And I think like total of three 
Gon's extra clips. So that's one thing oh. I really like about this. Lots of good content. There's like four re-edits of parts. Not that we really need them, but they're there. <laughs> um, so yeah. Let's take it to the awards. They, out of eight hardware pieces, eight being the best it could be, one being the opposite of the best it could be. Where does Crooked Chronicles rank for you out of eight hardware pieces? Six. You were thinking on that. Why six? Well, I mean, it is a fantastic video. You know what I mean? And it's it's pretty close to being perfect. But, you know, if I were going to have to put it like Desert Island situation, where would it fall in that category? You know what I mean? Like we're in the list. So it wouldn't be like a Desert Island kind of scenario. Like you could only watch like this one skate video forever. But I love the video and it is fantastic. And, it, and I think that as core skate videos should do the one thing that's most important, which is get you excited about skating when you watch it, you want to go skating. And that video, yeah, it gets me stoked to skate. But it's a solid six. Okay. Solid six for Bay. Brian, what about you out of eight hardware pieces? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a seven. But it, it's close between a seven and a six. It's definitely not perfect. And there's, there's some parts that if this was going to be on regular rotation, I'd probably get tired of. Um, a lot of the, I don't know if it was Spike Jones influence or if it was all Gantz's ideas, but some of that just doesn't really hold up on the fifth, sixth watch, but that, uh, the, the skating all across the board. Awesome. And, and I do find myself revisiting a lot of these parts before going skating. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you there. I definitely revisit quite a bit out of the four hardware or not for hardware, out of the four Crooked videos, I think this ranks second or third for me with Crooked 3D being fourth, then maybe Crooked Chronicles, and then Naughty, and then maybe Narnar. So it's a little down the pike as far as Crooked videos go for me. So I'm going to go with six pieces and a schmoo. <laughs> do that what if somebody had like a huge schmoo tattoo on their back like the way some people get indie tattoos or thrasher tattoos oh, dude. you just see that yellow little blob just like fully colored in too like a yeah giant. yellow yeah, yeah like gross oh, yellow nine tenths of your back is covered in schmoo. yeah oh, it's just yellow <laughs> looks like mustard got spilled on you yeah uh, oh. Funny to think about. <laughs> Bay, what's aged the best from this video? I think Dandra Hobel, probably. I think that I just, I don't know. It's like one of the things that I love that video part, right? So I'm going to try to go into this completely unbiased and think about all the parts. I mean, Van Walsall's part, I mean, if that, you got to think about if parts came out today, which ones would be like that one clicks, you know what I mean? Probably Van Wassel and Daniel Hobel. Okay. Brian, what about you? What's aged the best? I, I can't disagree. Daniel uh, Hobel was my first thought as well. Yeah. I'm going to say the trick pivot to Fagy. 
Drahobal definitely, but Drahobal does a lot of tricks that are really good. But I think Pivot to Fakie after this video came out that you were kind of saying something, how everyone was emulating it. Yeah, um, everybody was like, yeah. their L blocks were like really on point. Yeah, <laughs> L blocks to Fakie. Yeah. 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 Such a fucking great name, dude. But yeah, like that was like, it's funny how like videos will come out and then people will be super influenced by that stuff. And then, but it, that's like a great trick. But if somebody does it like really well in that sense, like you can take a trick that once you get the hang of it, it may not be the most complicated trick, but if you do it beautifully, you know what I mean? And, and execute well on it, that makes it all the best. But yeah, that dude like fucking owned that trick. But think about how many people went to fake you after that fucking video. Yeah. Oh yeah. So let's think what's aged the worst from Crooked Chronicles. They dude, I really I don't know, man. Fuck. It's kind of a crazy question. Um is there any Jason Jesse footage in the video? <laughs> that probably would have aged the worst. But I don't know. I'm not entirely sure how to answer that question uh without sounding like an ass. Uh, I don't know. I really, I don't have to fucking pass. Okay, respectable. Brian, you got something that's aged the worst? I mean, again, this, that's a tough question in this video. Um, but if, if I had to pick something, I would say uh, Backtail 270 Shove. I loved the hell out of that trick at that time, and I feel like nobody really does them anymore. They get clowned on. Yeah, I haven't thought of that. That's interesting. I think it's one of those tricks that's going to make a resurgence eventually. I hope so. Again, I love the trick, but it, it really fell off. Damn, now I'm I'm interested. I kind of want to try one. I mean, three shoves are just in general very, not questionable, but you really get some eyebrows raising of like, oh, that's really good, or oh, you're doing too much. Um, yeah. And I think that also depends on who does it, right? When I mean, right. you said that trick, I thought of like Peter Romandetta had a really good one, and then Mark Johnson had a really good one as well. So like those oh, yeah. tricks, but like it, you know, it's always kind of depends on who does it. Like Gino Iannucci doing a fakie varial flip, that's fucking fantastic. Somebody else doing a fakie varial flip, I don't think so. But you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, I've done them. I did one to manual. We're very proud of that. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just picking one up. You know I mean, I like, mean I it was. It was straight Gino influence. So. It's straight Gino. I'm just saying, like people aren't like necessarily like the the fakey varial flip is gonna be like you know, no disrespect, but it's just not one of those like tricks people are like that's the best trick ever. It is a feel good one though. I'll give you that. Yeah, just pop the hell out of it. Um, let's see what's age. The worst. Um, I got. I probably should jam my computer. Oh, like yeah. it, so like. I'm All right. But while I'm thinking on that, Bay, thanks for stopping in. We appreciate it. Anything you want to say to the people? Handles you want to give? Where can people find you? Instagram account is Dave eighty one. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to all my friends. And uh, like Colin Fisk and Fancy Lad Crew and a local skate shop, Snowboard Jones in Manchester, New Hampshire. Big ups to Elron. Shout out Elron. Okay, <laughs> Bay. 
<laughs> thanks yeah. for, thanks for popping in i appreciate it hanging out with you guys this evening that was a lot of fun yeah that was fun thanks for doing this all right thanks, pleasure. later been pleasure is all mine thank you so much have a good one see ya see ya uh what's age the worst i don't know probably nothing i think the video is fine i mean even the art stuff and the comedy and talking i can deal with anything else to mention brian not much. I, th this is probably the hardest video we've had yet for something that hasn't aged well. Yeah. I, I was kind of grasping at straws with the Backtail 3 shove, and that's only because that's a trick that I've thought about a lot because I liked it so much back then and no one does them anymore. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I don't want to say this, but I'll, I'll uh, hint. Maybe what hasn't aged well is the second guest skater in the first montage and some things that have been said of yesteryear maybe that but that's even a stretch so we'll close it out we'll yeah. uh leave it there thank you for listening along with season three of course this is all my skate videos you can find us on itunes or you could have listened on spotify please leave us a five-star review leave us a nice comment too if you enjoyed and let us know what we should review. We're on Instagram at all my skate videos. We're gmailable at amsvpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Like I remember he used to tell me, dude, dude, I know you could, I, I think I could fuck you up, dude. I think I could fuck you up. You're not that tough.